Father in heaven, uh, I come to you this morning, empty me of self, and I pray that you would, uh, through my words, inspire uh, those listening to become active in this very particular uh, ministry, uh, medical missionary work. We thank you again for this opportunity, and these things we pray in your son's name. Amen. So this is a brief outline of what I wanted to touch on, little introduction. There's always the bad and ugly associated with free clinics. Many of you are familiar with those. And then I want to go over the effect of free clinics on the community, the provider, the Christian provider, the church, and patients, of course. <clears throat> free and charitable clinics are a critical part of the healthcare safety net system in the United States. All are nonprofit and serve the uninsured for free or with nominal charges. Most free clinics are primary care focused, but a small portion provides other services such as dental, behavioral health, and optical care. Free clinics range from small organizations staffed by a volunteer physician offering care once a month from a church basement or a large multi-practitioner facility with substantial budgets. So these are some of the uh, 60 Amen Free Clinic promos that have happened in the last four years. In 2017 alone, Amen provided over 30 free, clinic in, 30 free clinics in communities across the country, and we are now uh, getting invitations to go global. American Samoa, of course, San Bernardino, which is my backyard, and Tacoma, Washington, which are clinics that are happening the same weekend in November this year. Of course, we have the Affiliate Free Clinics, Your Best Pathway to Health. Many of us have participated in, in, in this, uh, orga with this organization. Uh, I'm in charge of the dental uh, department this year in, in Arizona, and I'm realizing what an incredible, overwhelming uh, production that this is. So there's a lot of downsides, and you know, if, if, it, <laughs> if we focused on the downsides, we wouldn't do anything. Um, free clinics are quick fix, expense, limited budgets, depth of need is overwhelming. Many of us have, you know, at these clinics have to turn patients away because the need is just so great. Finding care providers to volunteer, you all are, you're all familiar with the chaos that could happen uh, in the flow of a free clinic. The long lines, demanding providers, you guys aren't demanding, right? Lack of materials, lack of privacy, medical records, unreasonable expectations, doing what I want to do instead of what the patient needs, that happens. Limited provision of services, licensure, local law, professional competition, malpractice is always a concern, travel accommodations, logistics, media, materials and equipment, IT, hospital support, venue, and of course, what about follow-up? So we'll look at a few points on how free clinics affect the community. And there's a lot of information on this this slide, but um, in, in 2016, the National Association of Free and Charitable Clinics reported these statistics um, regarding the demand of free clinics and financial challenges they face. And I want you to focus there on this slide where it says, let's see here, there we go, 40 percent, uh, there's a 40 percent increase in demand of services uh, from free and charitable clinics. And that paragraph underneath, I want you to see there, um, it talks about how the average 
operating budget for most clinics across the United States that are free and charitable is about 100000 And I just want you to know that that is not what Amen Free Clinic's budget is. So I'll share that a little later with you, and hopefully you'll, you'll get a sense of the need of the need that we have of your support. Um, it says, in addition, patients who utilize the services of free and charitable clinics reduce the burden of our nation's emergency rooms. Data collected shows that patients of free and charitable clinics utilize emergency rooms less than other uninsured individuals. So we know that we take uh, approximately, at least they reported, that for every dollar that they get to free and charitable clinics, $5 goes out the door in treatment and services. That's very, very unequal and probably in many cases not sustainable. The break-even budget for this year, this year for Amen Clinics was, guess what? $450,000. And next year it's projected to go over... One million. Praise the Lord, but we need your help. Amen plans 60 uh, clinic in a box. Of the 60 that are planned for 2018, this year was 30, over 30. Next year, over 60. Of the, fifth, of the 60 that we've offered to have, 60 slots, 52 are already occupied and requested and scheduled. So, you can tell there's a need. My question is, are you willing, are you willing to contribute, to plan, to participate? Are you willing to host for your church? The Cleveland Clinic has a free clinic that's well-established and well-funded. I wish we had their kind of funding, right? But naturally, they can provide and, and publish clear and definite statistics with ease of what they provide to the community. But you may be hard-pressed to find long-term statistics associated with our temporary, short-term clinics. That type of bookwork demands its own funding. Our faith-based clinics have the potential to fall into the numbers trap. We like to be able to report how many we treated, how much money was provided in services, etc. And this is important because membership needs to know um, what's going on, and they want to make sure that in, in order for funding to continue, uh, we want to make sure that, the, that it's going to the right places and it's meeting the right need. But we're called to measure effectiveness and success differently, right? Reaching a soul for Christ should be our measuring stick. This is how much they provide to the community just uh, in, in uh, I believe it is, last year, 2016, 808 $0.7 million in services to their community. What a blessing. I've often thought at one of our clinics, okay, so I extracted a tooth. How's this, patient, how's this patient's life different now? I'm sure many of you have thought the same thing. So if I get this patient to live longer, great, but for what? And as a church, we know how to extend life, don't we? We also know why it's important to extend life. So one of the most important, we all know one of the most important ways to impact a patient's life in the, uh, and the community they live in is to get them to consider lifestyle changes. And we've seen documentaries like Forks Over Knives, Fact Sick and Nearly Dead, um, What the Health recently. Uh, our emphasis on lifestyle initiatives makes us unique, and we need to recognize that. 
because uh, there's a myriad of, safe, of safety net free clinics in the United States, and even the faith-based ones are not actively uh, evangelizing or sharing. I've participated in those, and it's just a humanitarian clinic. So the concept of faith-based free clinics, well, let's just say we didn't invent that. We certainly haven't perfected it, and we haven't been around long enough as some of the other faith-based organizations. As I mentioned, some of the faith-based free clinics are actually right in a community church all the time, just like a food bank, which is kind of a strong and effective way to establish a free clinic because there's no mystery about the source of intentions to impact the community it serves. But if it's a more short-term free clinic like our Amen free clinics or like Pathways, by holding it in a church, it's simply a great way to connect the community to that church. And this is the way we did it in Nevada, Tennessee, California, for example. Attendees to free clinics held in large convention centers, by comparison, or large venues don't, uh, that, that are not inside a church have unique challenges, but they're not insurmountable. So patients are appointed to go to one of our churches nearest to their residence to get lab results or follow-up referrals, which uh, were obtained in the free clinic. Their first encounter with the church in their community was where? It was in that free clinic. That's why it's important. I don't want to say too much about networking. All of us know the value of friendship evangelism. And, uh, of course, we know that free clinics are a great way to, to develop that, that relationship. This word community, it's a bane, the bane of my existence. Uh, it has become such a huge catchphrase it's often uh, synonymous with the word church, right? It, it annoys me to no end that, that church has somehow, the word church has become negative, right? Now we're a community of faith. Today, however, I'm going to use this word, but in the following context. The etymology, uh, etymology of the word community is common unity. Hmm. These days, the only times a community comes together and common unity is for some tragedy, uh, some natural disaster, some political agenda. Sandy Hook, Kalamazoo, Boston, Aurora, all of these are strong, strong, strong. We're, only, all, we're only always strong after the disaster, the tragedy has struck. So where's the SDA church strong in the community? What about coming together for healing, true healing? How about preempting all of these disasters and these tragedies, which we all know are going to increase as time progresses, and strengthening the community in some, around something positive like health and pointing them to he alone who can heal and save to the uttermost. Our common uni unity should be Christ and our wedge, medical mission work. What about the effect of free clinics on the provider? There's an incredible blessing and feeling that comes from providing services to people who couldn't otherwise afford it. I think all of us have felt that. Free clinics are a perfect way to practice the pure medical art, not for personal gain, not to pay a bill, but without the pressures of schedules and insurances and material overhead, just providing the best treatment available for each patient. How about broadening your worldview? 
when you're stuck in your eight to five routine, you got to remember our church is a global church with a global view and a global reach, right? When you're stuck in your eight to, eight to five, nine to five, whatever that might be, day in, day out, same office, same office smell. You guys know what I'm talking about. It's that smell you smell. As soon as you open that door, you're at work. And the scene, it becomes your worldview, right? You get through the day, you hop in your beautiful BMW, turn on NPR, and if that's so, well, you know, the station you choose, then you get depressed with what you hear, and you go home. Now, free clinics help us remember why we went into our profession. You take care of people and point them to Christ. Free clinics help us to go beyond the margins of our little world, our office, our hospital, and take care of people in a seemingly distant world, but sometimes they're just down the street from where you live and where you work. When it comes to specialty care or elective medical dental care, we find the amount of patients without access grows exponentially. Free clinics allow us to bridge the gap to a certain extent. Giving someone something they couldn't otherwise access creates a beautiful wedge that we can easily use to point uh, patients to Christ. For me, Free clinics takes away that awkwardness of interactions with the indigent that I have. You might not have them. Um, that uneasy feeling that you get when you're, when you're pumping gas and then out of your periphery, someone's approaching you and you know what's coming, right? Because in a free clinic, we're not dealing with money. We're dealing with services. Again, a perfect wedge. In Ministry of Healing, she writes, By all that has given us advantage over another, be it education and refinement, nobility of character, Christian training, religious experience, we are in debt to those less favored. And so, so far as lies in our power, we are to minister to them. If we are strong, uh, we, are, if we are strong, we are to stay at the hands up of the weak. What about the provider uh, effect? And again, giving the staff a... a broader view. It's not just you. Often at these free clinics, I see providers bring their staff, right, assistants. Free clinics are a perfect opportunity for us as care providers to show how to make your faith take action. The auxiliary personnel you surround yourself with, many of whom are not Christian or may not be Christian, may uh, know that you are a Christian but have never witnessed you outside of the work setting. Uh, in daily living, and what Christianity translates into. Free clinics can be that platform, a place where they can see you purposefully pray with patients, give them literature, talk about spiritual things. This can also wedge can, can also be a wedge to talk about spiritual things with your staff. Implement devotions at work uh, in your practice, right? And your staff love going to free clinics, at least mine that I've taken to. They love it. They even love it when you pay them to go to free clinics, right? Uh, but, you know, it's okay to withhold that paycheck because when they don't get paid to do that, they, understand, they get a deeper sense of what sacrifice is and being, being satisfied with and content with where they are and understanding that there's always someone who has it worse than they are. So that's, it's acceptable to withhold that check. Now let's look at the effect of free clinics on the Christian provider. In Ministry of Healing 105.5, she says, Many feel that it would be a great privilege to visit the scenes of Christ's life 
on, on earth. And many of us have had that opportunity, right, to go to, the, to where he has trod and to look upon the lake which he loved to teach and, and the hills and the valleys on which his eyes so often rested. But we need not go to Nazareth, to Capernaum, or Bethany in order to walk the steps of Jesus. We shall find his footprints beside the sickbed, in the hovels of poverty, in the crowded alleys of the great cities, and in every place where, there's, where, where there are human hearts in need of consolation. Don't forget that you are just a tool in his hands. It seems like we tend to forget that the further we are removed from our education, right? Because in dental school, in medical school, in PT school, in nursing school, you are like, yes, I'm an instrument, I'm an instrument. But you're saying the things, you're saying the right things because it feels right and you're young and you have all this energy. And then life happens, right? And then all of a sudden you start forgetting when you are the boss, you start forgetting that you are still an instrument. And when you uh, have people at your beck and call, whenever you say jump, they ask how high, it's easy to forget that you're still an instrument. And a free clinic helps us to remember that we are still servants at the beck and call of God. Because our clinics are faith-based, we can unabashedly be spiritual in our care. We are still respectful of other faiths, but we are also not apologetic about manifesting the love of Christ. Now, that's the difference between our clinics and humanitarian clinics, so we need to recognize that. At a free clinic, God brings them to me. I don't have to go to them. What a blessing. How easy is that? Uh, And there's no hesitation for me to pray, hand out literature, bring up spiritual conversation at a free clinic. Many of the patients not only expect it, they appreciate it. As a Christian provider, this uh, a free clinic could be a way that you can bring your vocation directly into support a church in that community. It may not be your church, but you're helping to make a name for the church in that community, which is also very important. You know, there may soon be a day, there will soon, who will be kidding, there will soon be a day when our faith as Seventh-day Adventists is brought to the forefront. Our fundamental beliefs will be publicly scrutinized. Especially on the media, we all know how strong the media has become and how negative, and it's just like this huge animal. But at that time when our faith is being derided and mocked and a patient who you may have treated at one of our free clinics will likely have some recollection of a loving nurse, a therapist, a physician, a dentist, someone that provided very generous treatment and sincere prayer at one of our clinics. And they might think, but, you know, Adventists have only done me good. And they showed me love. They showed me what Christianity is all about. That patient was a pre-Adventist whom you may, to your surprise, find in heaven a star in your crown. Who knows? You may be that care provider. So we see the value in identifying ourselves now, and we don't, be, we don't need to be coy about it. Open up your mouth and say, I am a Seventh-day Adventist Christian, and I am going to take care of you today at this free clinic. Can a free clinic help me understand, as a Christian provider, unmerited favor in a deeper sense? Providing a patient with the best care you can provide at the time, who didn't earn it, can't pay for it, and likely doesn't understand or fully appreciate all the sacrifice involved in obtaining it? Does this sound familiar to you? It helps us also to flex the right arm of the gospel. 
In Testimonies, Volume 7, she says, uh, medical missionary work is the right hand of the gospel. We're familiar with this. It is necessary to the advancement of the cause of God. As through it, men and women are led to see the importance of right habits of living. The saving power and of truth of the truth will be made known through it. Work with a heart filled with an earnest longing for souls. Do medical missionary work. Thus, you will gain access. And this is key right here. This is why we do uh, free clinics. Is you will gain access to the hearts of the people, but you got to say something. You got to open your mouth. Um, and the way will be prepared for more decided for more decided proclamation of the truth. Welfare Ministry fifty seven and fifty eight. What about the effect of uh, of free clinics on the church? It's an opportunity to make an impression on the community, an opportunity for the pastor to tag team with members of the church who are providers or a broader support. An opportunity for church members, non-medical as well, to tag, team with, to tag team with medical missionaries. How many churches in your very own community, I remember growing up in, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, there was, which is uh, Christian Reformed Church Central, um, Dutch Christian Reformed Church Central, there was a church on every uh, block every corner there was a church and I don't remember one time in my 23 years in Grand Rapids growing up that they did such a thing as a free clinic or a fair or or maybe my mind was somewhere else but I don't re- I don't recall anything like that with amen clinic in a box y- y'all need to if you haven't seen this video this is a, a great opportunity you can google I, I searched about three or four different ways yesterday and they were all unsuccessful but if you just google clinic dash in dash a dash box on Google, and then search down through the image. Okay, search the image images for this uh, this name search. You can click on this icon. It'll shoot you straight over to a, a Vimeo video, and it'll give you a nutshell of what clinic in a box is. So you can bring this to your church. Okay, for a nominal fee. But it is a very effective, uh, portable. A tool that that Amen has produced. What about the church effect? Again, this is an excellent opportunity to heal this rift that we have had patient you know, between doctors and 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 physician uh, doctors and, and pastors, or physicians and pastors, or medical personnel and, and pastors. This is how we can come together. I remember um, at one of our pathway events. I remember uh, just remembering the whole thing. All I could see was Elder Finley weaving in and out of the lines, praying with people just while they were waiting for their, their treatment. It's an excellent way to, to plug in the pastor. Um, I want to point you to this, this uh, writing in red where it says, in, in ministry, in the ministry of the word, and in the medical missionary work, the gospel is to be preached and practiced. So together is what she says in uh, Ministry of Healing 144.3. As, as a church, we are pretty strong in putting on health fairs. Uh, just Google health expos and, or fairs, and you will find all kinds of flyers, and most of them are ours, our Adventist church health fairs. So I remember one time I was preaching at Advent Hope in Loma Linda, um, uh, Sabbath school, and uh, I was talking about medical missionary work, and I said, you know, Ellen White said that you are either a missionary or you are a mission field. And I had a friend sitting uh, in the front who's looking at me going, oh, she didn't say that. <laughs> and so I had to backtrack and I thought, man, she should have said that because it sounds like something she would say. 
So what she did say was every true disciple is born into the kingdom of God as a missionary. So there you have it. Every member is a missionary. And, you know, non-medical, non-dental church members can also be missionaries. Uh, There's no excuse for inactivity. We need IT. We need people with administrative experience, so on and so forth. And it's a good place for church members to develop uh, their, their, their walk with Christ, to, to do what he did with their hands. And, and, and here's another salient point, especially in, in an age where our church has taken such a steep divide on issues, that what I have seen and experienced in, in our clinics is that this is something we can argue till we're blue in the face about fill in the blank. But when it comes to free clinics it seems like everyone can sort of agree that this is something good and that this is something that we need to be doing. The very first free clinic I went to, I thought to myself, why haven't we been doing this? How is this, how is this coming to, to the forefront where we're doing this more regularly now? Why, why has this not been going on for the, it's only, in, at least in my experience, in the last seven years, that it's not even, that I've seen this happening more, more and more effectively. But it never happened for me in the 2000s. And I, wasn't a health pro- uh, I was a provider in, in, in the 90s, but um, never seen anything like this happen. So, and finally, um, I want to talk about uh, its effectiveness, free, uh, the effectiveness of, effectiveness of free clinics on patients. So the data, this data published by the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation and Urban Institute in 2014, it shows a number of individuals who remain uninsured under the ACA across the country. And we all know that the ACA is not universal care, and regardless of what side of the aisle you sit on regarding the ACA, where you hang your hat, we can all agree that on this side of eternity, in this country, that man-made health care will always fall short. And there will always be a need to address. Most patients are fully aware of how expensive and inaccessible medical, dental, and eye care can be. So we are not surprised to get these seemingly exaggerated expressions of appreciation when they receive care at one of our free clinics. We all know that the benefits of a thankful spirit and the importance of giving thanks. We don't always get a pat on the back. Sometimes we want a pat on the back at these free clinics, but that's not why we're there, right? The ones who do give you a pat on the back, boy, they really do it up, don't they? And of course, I'm a, my, my training is dentistry, so, um, so we know, of course, that these demonstrations of appreciation are very beneficial for us, and they carry us through uh, some dark moments. It's true, I mean, we... You hug your dentist, you prevent a suicide. We know that in dentistry, hey, if you're coming at all your patients with a needle, guess what's going to happen? There's going to be a confrontation. There just is. And so we have to be confrontationalists. We have to know how to manage that with love and with deference. Since its inception four years ago, over 30,000 patients have been treated by over 20,000 volunteers at Amen Free Clinics. I have a bias toward the dental statistics, but I'll defer right now to the optometrists who have provided over $215,000 worth in prescription eye care or eyeglasses this year alone in our clinics. Now, that's not to pat ourselves on the back or to pat them on the back, right? 
Each one of those eyeglasses should have been a wedge, right? And if we disregard that responsibility, then we are just a humanitarian organization. So a patient needs to know that someone really, truly cares, um, that they're not just shelling out money for your bottom end, but that, uh, that you really, truly care. Free Clinics has, gives you an opportunity to do this. It's, she says here in Ministry of Healing 143.4, accompanied by the, I'll read this whole, this, whole, this is an excellent uh, quote. Uh, there is need of coming close to people with personal, by personal effort. If less time were given to sermonizing and more time were, give, were spent in personal ministry, greater results would be seen. The poor would be relieved, the sick would be cared for, the sorrowing and the bereaved comforted, the ignorant instructed, the inexperienced counseled. We are to weep with those that weep and rejoice with those that rejoice. Accompanied by the power of persuasion, the power of prayer, the power of prayer, the power of the love of God, this work will not and cannot be without fruit. Many people come to a free clinic battling with self-worth, self-esteem. You know, and receiving this very exclusive, expensive treatment often comes with a shot in the arm. And that shot is a shot of self-esteem. You are worth it. You are valuable in my sight and in the sight of God. We can also see how that self-esteem doesn't just stay with the patients, but it has a ripple effect. I want to, again, she says in in Gospel Workers 184.3, one soul is of infinite value. Just one. Many have no faith in God and have lost confidence in man, but they appreciate. This is very specific to what we do. But they appreciate acts of sympathy and helpfulness as they see one with no inducement of earthly praise or compensation come into their homes, ministering to the sick, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, comforting the sad, and tenderly pointing all to him whose love and pity the human worker is but a messenger. And as they see this, their hearts are touched. Gratitude springs up. Faith is kindled. They see that God cares for them and that they are, and they are prepared to listen as his word is opened. Amen. Free Clinics generates approximately 175 to 200 Bible study interests or spiritual contacts and distributes approximately 75 to 100 pieces of literature per clinic. So in a free clinic, um, we're encouraged, encouraged we're to encourage the sick and suffering and, and point them to Jesus. Uh, point them to the one who can heal both physical and spiritual disease. Encourage them to take place, to place themselves in the care of him who gave his life to make it possible for them to have eternal life. Talk of his love. Tell of his power to save. Ministry of Healing 144.1. In a free clinic and in all your work, remember that you are bound up with Christ, a part of of the great plan of redemption, the love of Christ in a healing, life-giving current is to flow through your life as you seek to draw others within the circle of love. Let the purity of your language, the unselfishness of your service, the joyfulness of your demeanor bear witness to the power of his grace and give the the world so pure and righteous a representation of him that men shall behold him in his beauty. 
I want to call Wesney White up here. Um, he has a pretty interesting testimony here, which is not uh, isolated to this beautiful congregation that you see on this slide. How are you doing, Wesley? Doing well. Thank you. All right. So can you tell us how you're associated with Amen? Yes. Well, in the past, I, my, my first Amen conference was two years ago. And at that time, I was the Literature Ministries Director for the Nevada-Utah Conference. And we had a ministry called Thrive where a group of young people were going to different areas, different churches for nine-month periods doing comprehensive health ministry and evangelism in those areas. Uh, so that's how I first connected with Amen. And now I'm in a, I actually work part-time for Amen. All right. So this is a picture up on the screen here of a lovely congregation. Tell us who they are. Can you tell us where this is located? Yes, this, loca- this uh, congregation is located in Ogden, Utah. Ogden, Utah. All right. Correct. So tell us how this church established growth using an Amen Free Clinic. What was the sequence of events? Uh, was, there, was there fairs? Was there, uh, you know, just our clinic? Was there uh, an evangelistic series, so on and so yeah. forth? Yeah. So first of all, the church there in Ogden committed to uh, a cycle of evangelism for that, that year. Uh, where we would do a variety of things, including uh, health um, expos, cooking schools, uh, one-on-one, in-home, personal health coaching with our team. The church also committed to being trained and saying we want, we want to learn how to be more effective evangelists and specifically health evangelists. And so we trained the church as well on how to go out and re- meet the community, how to coach individuals one-on-one to better their health through simple um, simple means. And uh, we did a variety of these follow-up uh, or these um, pre-events like um, cooking schools, health expos, training the church, and a variety of other things to prepare for an amen clinic. Hmm. We had the amen clinic. Uh, fortunately, by God's grace, uh, about 415 people came out. And we did something very, very unique. We actually had a flyer for the clinic, but on the back of that flyer, we had on there the, the advertisement for the evangelistic series. And the evangelistic series was also unique in that it was not simply a prophecy series or a revelation seminar. It was entitled Forever Healthy, Revelation Secret to a Better Life Now. And so it was surrounded by health as well. So we were able to tie in the gospel to our message of the word. So when, people, when we went around passing out flyers for our clinic or for the clinic and for the evangelistic meeting, uh, we would pass it out, give, give someone a flyer. And they look at it and like, oh, you guys are doing the clinic too. Or you guys did the clinic. And we heard about that. It was in the paper. And they were more apt to say, oh, this is interesting. I want to check out what you're doing at the church as well. And so it was a, a very unique tie-in. Uh, at the clinic, we were able to gather 190 Bible study and health coaching contacts from the people that came. And so many people were interested in not only being just... Um, relieved from their pain right then at the clinic, whether it be dental or, or vision or otherwise, they wanted further spiritual services afterward that we were able to help them with. Amen. So, um, so how, did, how did this church congregation grow from that event? Yeah, we had the series of meetings, and by God's grace, 50 people were baptized. Amen. Amen. Um, and so is this, do you feel like this is a, a unique, like, a, like a, what we would call in medicine a, a zebra? Uh, a lone standing example of what can happen. No, I think it can happen elsewhere. We, we actually did other clinics with Thrive in Las Vegas and in Reno, Nevada, and with, with similar results. Uh, God bless. The church has to be committed, though, to, to being a part of this ministry and being a comprehensive, long-term uh, process where we are reaching the needs of the people on a consistent basis, not only just a one flash in the pan. And so when we, when we do that comprehensive approach, God blesses in amazing ways. Amen. 
Thank you, Wesley. Thank you. There you have it. So why a free clinic? You know, Christ stands before us as a pattern man, the great medical missionary, an example for all who should come after. You know, when Christ healed, there was never a worry about a follow-up. Amen? Why you need to follow up? You don't need to follow up. You have to worry about that. Christ was a servant, and yet he is my master, right? Making me his servant. He himself said in John 13, 16, the servant is not greater than his master. Then how is it that I cannot serve? I believe in the validity and the effectiveness of free clinics. They reflect positively on our church. They disseminate biblical truth, and they bring souls to the foot of the cross, including mine. Are you willing this morning to consider free clinics as part of your service to God? Are you willing to bring a free clinic to your church or support one near you or support this arm of amen? Are you willing? Let's pray. Father in heaven, in these few minutes, I have tried to flesh out uh, just this specific way of ministering, which you uh, have through your servant and through your word um, identified as a key way to reach individuals for the kingdom. And I pray, Father, that those here in attendance who have heard this message would be touched by your Holy Spirit to be involved um, in one way or another, uh, to involve uh, Amen Free Clinics or Pathways or, or any one of these venues that would provide them the opportunity to be medical missionaries, that you would bless their effort and that your kingdom would be enlarged by that effort. We hope that you come soon, Lord. We pray for that day. But until that day, may you find us working in, in the trenches, Lord, with the broken, with the destitute, reaching them for you. Thank you again for this, this opportunity to share and these things we pray and thank you for. In Jesus' name, amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.